live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Major Jamie Satterley. I'm so excited to have you with us today um, as we get to to listen to Michelle Katsaris' interview with online content creator Jesse Afshin. Now, Jesse uh, is a shop owner. She's got her own new podcast. She does a lot of online content creation, and this kind of started out for her as a fun fashion blog, but quickly turned into um, like a faith-based uh, empire almost. Uh, and Jesse says this about uh, kind of this mission that she's on. I felt really convicted about where I was leading girls' hearts, so I completely changed my business. Uh, so this kind of new business model came uh, out of her passion for sharing fashion and for her love of Jesus on her website, mydarlingdiary.com. And there she's able to curate and design encourage, encouraging messages and spread the gospel all while sharing tips about fashion. So uh, we thank you for joining us today and encourage you to take this next few moments to listen to our interview with Jesse. Um, well, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Jesse, and I am an online creator. I am a shop owner and a podcaster. So I work solely online. I guess you could call it influencing, although I don't, I don't really like that word and the connotation it has with it. But I um, started as a fashion blogger in 2013, and I really I was saved somewhere in the last three years after starting my fashion blog, and um, gave my life to Jesus. And after that, I decided. I felt really convicted about where I was leading girls' hearts. And so um, I completely changed around my business, my business model. I took time off and I now, I wouldn't say it's full-time ministry, but I now have one foot in two worlds, one in the fashion world and influencer blogging world, and then one in ministry. And I create um, and curate and design cozies that are encouraging that spread the gospel and so I own a shop and now I have a podcast that does the same so it's really exciting my main mission is encouraging women and um, the Lord has definitely blessed it it's been a journey it hasn't been easy but yeah that and I just got engaged so I'm also a fiance I hope that that answers that well oh that's awesome that's great to hear so you had started tell us about your fashion blog um is that so i've only been following you since you've been my darling diary did you have something going on before that um if you did tell us how my darling diary started when did you start it that's a great question so i originally started in 2013 i was a fashion merchandising major at the university of texas and i was working for kendra scott who's a huge name here in austin she was like our boss she only had one store at the time and now she's huge and i was wanting to like document my outfits just do something for fun so i started a fashion blog i didn't make a dime off of it my mom took my photos it was like kind of you know looked down upon in college it was when it was not cool we got kind of made fun of things like that and so i did not do it for income it was solely a hobby it was so fun And two years went by and I just kept it up. I was consistent and I realized that I could turn it into a business. So when I did that, um, 
I had a lot of skills from working in the fashion industry. I had seven years of retail experience. I worked for another blogger. I had uh, media experience and so writing experience. And I quit my full-time job and took a huge leap of faith and went full-time on fashion blogging. But that's when things got kind of dark for me. I, I really got everything I wanted in a matter of six months in terms of things you dream of your whole life, success, money, fame. Um, you know, I was very, one of the first influencers ever, first bloggers ever, and it was so empty. And so in that emptiness and in the loneliness of it post-college, um, that's where I found the Lord. And I just couldn't keep showing up and telling people that outfits were their identity. And so after a couple of years, um, I actually started to have dreams about my grandmother and she was a journaler and she encouraged and discipled women. So I, with all those dreams that I was having at night, I turned it into my own diary and journal, just like my grandmother. And it's called My Darling Diary. So it's kind of an extension of her ministry. And she she had passed, but I do believe it was a generational prayer that she and my grandfather had. And um, yeah, we're, I'm just carrying on kind of the legacy that she left. So it's really, really a sweet story, honestly. And now it's an account on Instagram that encourages women and just spreads the word of God, spreads encouragement. And uh, now it's also a brand and a podcast. So God is doing a lot. It's really exciting. That's amazing. And um, so I noticed, because uh, like I said, I've been following you for a while and I love your content. Thank you. Um, what is some of your favorite things to write about and why? Um, I love, I love encouragement, just telling women that they're not alone and that they're seen and they're heard and that their identity is not in the things that social media tells them. I think my biggest passion is for the women who are being sold lies on social media, whether it's telling women that they need new makeup or products all day long, every day in their face or women that their body shape is not, you know, uh, right that they need to fix their bodies, fix their faces, things like that. And so my heart is really just to teach women that it's not truth and um, to get out of your phone and to enjoy the present because I was in that stage for so long. I, like, I was the girl that I like to preach to now. So I lived that life. I was her. I was sold to. I was changed. Social media changed me. So now I have a heart for women um, who are struggling with the same things that I did. And what do you mean by um, that you were that you went through a change with social media? Because my boss kept when I obviously pitched this to him and I was like, oh, this is who I'm interviewing, you know, all this stuff. He was like, I really like the change she talked about. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I was like, where are you seeing this? So but you answered it. So like, what was this change? Like what happened if you don't mind sharing? Yes. No, that's a great question. And there's actually a video on my profile on Jesse Ashton that explains some of it, but it's so hard to show in a video, an IGTV video. So basically as I got more money and I got more followers and I had more campaigns and more friends, and more popularity, my character actually started to, uh, I mean, everything else grew, but my character didn't. Right. And I became putting, I started to put my identity in the way I looked. And so I went and got hair extensions and suddenly my hair, my highlights turned to blonde and my, I was dyeing my hair blonde and I had, you know, 22 inch hair extensions in my blonde hair. I had eyelash extensions. I was wearing so much makeup. I was spending so much money on giveaways and 
I was so consumed in likes. And so, yeah, I was really consumed in this world that didn't exist. And I was listening to what people wanted online. And because I was listening to them, it was actually changing the way I looked and like what I believed in and really just like a identity crisis that I feel like a lot of women are also going through. They're just not really aware of it um, because we are told so many like how to be, who to be online. And we see all these perfect photos, but there's so much, you know, behind each one, the real, the raw and the messy. So yeah, it changed me a lot and it, it took years and it was just to unravel that and really learn that, you know, money, success, all these things, like once you get there, it's, it's really uh, meaningless and it's, it can be really painful just be, especially being 22 years old. Cause you're like, wait, I thought I was going to spend my whole life trying to get here. I'm already here. And it, it's not purpose. It's not identity, you know? So that's, Does that answer your question well? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think especially it's good to say for the younger generations too. Um, I know we grew up on social media, like MySpace, Facebook, but there's so much more social media and it's so different. It's not as raw as I think when we started. Um, And so it's, it's like everyone's life is fake online in a way. Yeah. And there's so many moments you don't see and... I think I heard one quote saying you only see 10 minutes of someone's day online, which, you know, more or less. But at the same time, I, my goal was to really teach women that, okay, I'm going to use my story of how I was different to teach women that like, I wasn't happy. I, everything looked perfect and I was really lonely. I was not being asked out on dates. I was really single. And so, you know, it was just a time when I feel like the world promised me all happiness x y and z and none of it happened (laughs) like it wasn't happiness I didn't you know I didn't get the husband like right out of college it it was just a lot of lies and like listening to the social media in the world so I had to unlearn that and go to the truth and go to the word of God and learn a different way of doing life and it was very hard to do (laughs) very hard Um, when, so kind of going back when you did make that shift from fashion to, you know, your true self and faith, were you scared to share that experience with your readers and just with people online? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, definitely. And I had a dream about distinguishing my darling diary from my, my fashion blog. So I made, I made two separate accounts or blogs. One was faith and one was fashion. And it made it less scary because the people who wanted to follow the faith journey followed it. And the people who wanted to follow the fashion journey followed it. And that made it a little bit more, that gave me more courage. But at the same time, I would say it took me two and a half years to learn the boldness that I have now. And it took me lots of friends and community and meeting other Christian influencers like Sadie Robertson or Madison Pruitt to really learn like, Hey, actually spread, you know, spreading your faith is actually really cool. And people actually respect the heck out of it, but it's, there's so much fear. Everybody, a lot of people are being held back from doing it. So, um, yes, there was a lot of fear, but it, you know, the good things take time. So it was definitely a season of sewing for me. That's good. And how did you handle, um, cause I'm, maybe you didn't get any, but did you, did you get any negative criticism or feedback when you did start that transition? And if so, how did you handle that? 
Yes, yes and no. Um, I think a lot of people just unfollowed me. I got 50,000 unfollows in the time that I was like taking time off fashion. And I was kind of grateful in the end of it. I was like, you know what? If you're not here for this, like you should go, you know? And, and I do believe that we all should be stewards of our own feet. If you don't want to see something, don't see it, right? But um, I have gotten like some criticism here and there. But, you know, ever since I went into faith-based blogging, people are pretty kind. And I don't know if it's there's this respect for someone who will stand up for what they believe in, even if they don't believe in the same thing. There's this newfound respect um, that comes with talking about something greater than yourself. When I was just talking about myself all day, people don't like that. Like it, there's this pride to it that people dislike. So I actually found like more support in it than the other way, which is kind of shocking, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every um, like influencer, I always ask that question because I, I always want to hear how people handle it. And I feel like I've gotten the same answer every time that, yeah, there's a little bit here and there. But for the most part, the community has been really nice and opening. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And it's getting worse because I feel like cancel culture is becoming more and more accepted, not mm-hmm. for me personally, but for people around me. And so... Yeah, it is a fear. And, um, you know, some people try to troll even my podcast reviews. But at the end of the day, like words are words. And it says more about you than about the work we're doing, you know. And so I think someone shared the other day, like, if you're not convicting someone, or if you're not like spreading a message that doesn't like alert somebody like, you know, you're not doing like enough to really boldly proclaim something. So in a way, you know, you can look at it positively in a way like, Hey, like this message is important, obviously. Definitely. And something else I noticed, um, that you kind of stopped posting on your personal Instagram for a while. Yeah. So that was 500 days. Wow. Can you explain like, what made you do that? How did it, uh, you know, what was the end result for you and what's your motto going forward on social media? Cause you're still not even posting. I would say like a regular influencer. I feel like an influencer posts like 10 times a day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Great question. So in that time when I was really changed, the change I was talking about earlier, when I had, you know, my identity was in fake lashes, fake hair, the wrong things, bad friends, um, bad company, bad, you know, spending too much materialism, overconsumption. I, I, I felt like personally, like thing, I, I was getting warnings from the Lord that like negative things were going to keep happening until me, and to me until I listened. And I ended up finally following the piece to just let go of the account. And I really was just going to take one month off. And I was so afraid to get back on. I didn't know who I was behind the feed. So how can I lead girls well if I don't know who I am? So, you know, two months went by, three months went by, four months went by. And I was waiting on the Lord for so much stuff, but he wasn't giving it to me. And so I ended up finding this peace and the solace in like, just being offline by myself, it was hard. It was hard financially. It was hard on everything, but it was the most shaping part of my character in my life. And what's funny is I was really single and very depressed about it at the time as well. Um, I was like 26, 27. And when I stepped away from influencing, I got asked on so many dates and suddenly I became so 
desirable in terms of dating. And it was crazy because it was like the minute I stopped being an influencer, guys were super interested. And when I was influencing, guys were not interested. So there's this weird lie that I still can't figure out to this day about what in the world influencing is saying about certain people. Um, so yeah, I really, I took the diary full time and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do encouragement for the next, however long the Lord tells me to. And, um, it was the best thing I've ever done. It's my testimony. Now it's my story. And I I don't know anybody ever who's taken off 500 days, (laughs) like ever. It's a pretty big story in the sense that you know, some girls are like, I'm taking off a week. And they're, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it changes you. It changes everything about you. And I think one last thing on that, I became the follower instead of the leader. And so as a follower, I could understand and watch and observe and really see like what was healthy, what was unhealthy, how I wanted to be led. And so that's given me, I feel like the keys and opportunity to lead girls well now. Definitely. And okay, so you didn't post, but were you still on Instagram? Like, were you still liking things? And did you find yourself still logging in for the day? Yeah, I would do some stories here and there. I would log in. I I was full time on My Darling Diary. So I got off my account that like, that like, hurt me. The the fashion account is what, you know, it, it became who I was. And with a lot of girls, it is their identity. Their Instagram is who they are. And so I actually really wanted to see who am I without it. I mean, that, that's a huge challenge for women um, in this day, especially if you're an influencer. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, I don't know. It was, wow. I, can't, I still can't believe I did it now that I look back on it. <laughs> no, definitely. And I, I mean, I hate to say like, oh, that's hard. You know, it makes it sound like we're like addicted. But I think our generation and even younger is. It is hard. You know, it's very, it's social media is very addicting, um, especially when it's kind of all we knew. Yeah. And I think my biggest message is I kept hearing like, oh, like my niece or my nephew or the second grader or this first grader wants to be an influencer. And I'm like, I got that out of college and it was miserable. So I, and, and now I'm an influencer and, and it's good. So I'm like, you know, it, it's all about your heart posture, but sometimes you're so obsessed with your feed that you don't have a second to take a step back and be like, Oh my gosh, my heart, my treasure is in the wrong things. My heart is in the wrong things. These things will fade. They're meaningless. And, uh, your social media is so addictive and fast paced that you don't even have time to step back and realize that your, your heart is being like tainted, you know? Absolutely. Um, so you might've already answered this in a sense, but what is your favorite and least favorite part about your job? Yeah, that was a good question. I saw that and I was like, hmm, that's a really good question. Uh, my favorite is probably just being able to encourage women, talk to women, have real authentic conversations. I feel so lucky to be in this space and now do it with a mission versus before just doing it in comparison. And, you know, the flexible schedule, I work with my mom. She's my best friend. And, you know, just honoring God, spreading the gospel of, you know, helping girls. It's, it's all, you know, it's, it's in the fact that I still have a little bit of fashion. I was a fashion major. And so I feel like the Lord has really honored me and given me kind of the desires of my heart, but still glorifying him. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. That was a lot of stuff, but, 
I think where I am now is my favorite part. I'm, I'm very content with where God has placed me. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, especially, I love that you get to work with your mom too. Yeah, she's the best. She handles the shop. So she is awesome. That's awesome. And can you kind of elaborate more about your clothing brand? Because I realize I have not asked you about that yet. Yeah. So Shop Darling was founded um, two years ago, two and a half years ago. It's really crazy story. I had a dream that um, I had survivors of sex trafficking packing up my sweatshirts. It was like December 2018 that I had that dream, I think. And, um, I was like, wow, I don't have sweatshirts. I don't, I've never wanted to make sweatshirts. I don't even know how to make sweatshirts, but within two months I got together with my now shop manager and we were like, let's do this. And so within two months we had survivors of sex trafficking packing up the sweatshirts I made and it was really beautiful. I mean, it it really, we executed, it came to life and, uh, so now we just give financially and we give clothing to survivors of sex trafficking through Austin's The Refuge. There are women under 18 who have been sex trafficked, which is so sad. Um, and now the shop is just thriving. It's like a really cute, fun, fashionable, cozy shop. Um, we're constantly sold out. We only have launches like once a month. And so we do... We help out little diary followers who make stickers, little diary followers who make um, bracelets and all these fun things, chokers. And it's really just a sense of community, but it gives women, it equips them with, you know, uh, we always say to wear your heart on your sleeve, you know, whether it's a little cross equals heart or whether it says choose joy or whether it says give grace, even if it's not Jesus centered, people are the goal is to start conversations. We have one that says you're so loved and that always sparks conversations like at the checkout and a grocery line. Where'd you get your sweatshirt? You know, Oh, well there's this, you know, blogger and she's spreading the gospel, things like that. So it's all about conversations starting and feeling confident and comfy. So yeah. I love it. Um, and then you have mentioned you just launched a podcast. Can you tell us just all about it. What made you want to start it? What is it about? What's it called? Yeah. So the podcast is called My Darling Diaries, the same as the Instagram account. And it is, I had no idea what I was doing. And I think I'm on episode 15 now. And I still feel like I'm kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. But it really is like just supposed to be girl conversations girly topics. No one's talking about fashion focused, but it is very faith-based in the sense that I'm not just going to get, get on there and give advice based on what I've been through. I want it to be referred to truth. And, you know, I want the best selling book in the entire world, the Bible to be the main source of wisdom. So really applying, um, like girly everyday hard topics to scripture. And I basically just invite my friends on there, which whether it's just my friends in my community or influencers or whoever. And we just have girl chats and a lot of it is about singleness and dating. And, um, a lot of it's about fashion and, uh, shopping and working on your heart and focusing on your heart. So it's, it's honestly so much work, but I absolutely love it. And I'm learning a lot. So yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. 
That's great. I feel like 2020 was like the year of podcasts. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> a lot of influencers kind of went to, you know, podcasting. Um, but that's what I've heard across the board is that because it's such a new form of like media, it's they end up kind of liking it more than blogging. Yeah, so people finally can see my heart. You know, you can only do so much when you're talking to Instagram story. People are seeing your face. They're judging your makeup. They're judging your hair. And, and finally, like, it's an intimate conversation. It's just my heart. You can't see my face. And they can finally see, you know, what really matters to me. I can't story my heart on Instagram stories. And so the whole goal is to communicate the heart and just have girly, like, you know, I wish I could be the big sister to the girls I needed. I needed that help. And so that's sort of the the main mission of the podcast and girls are loving it. So I'm excited. That's so great. I cannot wait to listen. Yeah. I, I saw you on your website and I was like, oh, this is new. <laughs> yes, I know. It's fun. It's really fun. So you have a clothing line, a blog, multiple Instagram accounts, a podcast, and now a fiance. Yes, oh my gosh. What are some of your hobbies that you do, whether it's to wind down at the end of the day, reconnect with God? What are just some things that you do for yourself? Yeah. Um, so my biggest one is biking. I have a, I got like a blue, cute little bike in COVID and I go outside and I bike around a lake as much as I can. It's my number one favorite hobby. And if I'm, if it's too hot out, like I'll go to spin class and love biking. It's my number one way of winding down. It turns off my head and just getting out. It's kind of like meditation in a way. Uh, just, you know, getting my, my head out of my work, out of my phone. I also love reading books, laying out and spending time with my family, obviously with David at all times and eating good food. But I would say that was that's pretty much the most is um, reading, biking, writing, journaling, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Do you think you'll ever come out? Well, this kind of leads into my next question too. <laughs> um, if, if, are you working on any um, any other projects that you're currently working on? And with that, do you think you would ever come out with your own uh, like Bible journal in the future? Right now, the most is we just started the the podcast. So it's like creating that foundation. I still feel like it's a new project. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'm built, I feel like everything that's been built well has been built, built slow. And so the things in my life that were built fast, you know, just get tossed with the wind, get tossed with uh, the waves. And so I'm really in this like sowing and planting season with the shop and the podcast. But I will say, I feel like the biggest thing is I'm working on throwing a wedding and that is a whole another job. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this. That's awesome. Well, again, I'm so happy for you. Um, I've got just a few more questions. Um, I, and I feel like you kind of, with every answer, you just give such strong answers. So I feel like I already know like people you're going to say, but who are some people in your life that inspire you? Oh man. Um, I feel like absolutely 100% my fiance, David, he is just such a good person. He's just such a hard worker and he, he honestly just loves the Lord so much. He is so kind and gracious and servant hearted. Uh, in my mom, I swear my fiance and my mom are very similar. They're very like just loving angel, like angels. They're just so kind. And, um, 
you know, they, they have such a pure heart. And so they are definitely my number ones. But um, I remember when I first came across Sadie Robertson, she was like almost like a turning point because I saw a really cool girl doing Jesus and doing it in a really cool way. And so Sadie has definitely inspired me and encouraged me. And then getting to meet her, having conversations about our hardships, like just, you know, she has been a huge encourager to me and spreading the, like being bold with my faith. And I know she encourages millions, millions of people. So I would say, uh, I mean, all the people around me that God has given me such a great community. So really everyone, but off the top of my head, those three people are like, you know, just daily. Yeah. I, I got a feeling you're going to say your mom and your fiance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love them so much. <laughs> so is there any other final comments, um, anything you'd like to share with our readers and our listeners, just any messages you might have for them? Yeah. Okay. So there was one thing I forgot. You asked me my least favorite part of the job and I didn't answer it. Oh. Um, so I'll answer that really quickly. I would say my least favorite part is kind of what we were talking about earlier, the judgment. Um, you know, it can lead, this job can lead to insecurity, uh, the betrayal. There's a lot of trust issues. I would say this world has a little bit more people use you, whether it's an influencer or not an influencer. It, there's motives. It takes so much discernment to know who to trust and why people um, want certain things and are talking to you even that was really hard in singleness as well. So I would say, you know, I've become so strong and uh, discernment, wisdom, just, you know, being confident in who I am, but it is really, really hard with uh, knowing who to trust that that's my number one. Like it, it is so frustrating and it's daily, honestly. So that's my number one, like hardship. And, um, obviously not to discourage anyone, but people are people. So I think that's just something you learn as you get older in life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and then can you go ahead and tell our readers and listeners where they can find you at if they wanted to reach out or find your clothing website, your podcast, where can we, all your links. <laughs> okay. So my main account that I walked away from that I do post on now, it's Jesse Afshin, J-S-S-I underscore Afshin, A-F-S-H-I-N. My Darling Diary is my faith-based account. My Darling Diary is my podcast. You can look on Apple um, or Spotify or really any of the podcast networks. And then shopdarling.com is my clothing line. We have our new launch in the next couple of weeks. So many cute stuff coming out. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. Just thank you so much for having me. I honestly just pray that this conversation encourages anyone dealing with social media or identity issues. Um, and that they just look up the podcast and hear some good heart to hearts on like some real daily struggles and that they're encouraged by it for sure. Thanks for taking your time to listen to this interview with Jesse. We'd encourage you to stop by your local Salvation Army and pick up a hard copy of The War Cry uh, in the February edition where you'll find this interview with Jesse. Uh, so this is going to be the end of this episode for the Fight for Good podcast. Please subscribe to the Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the War Cry and Peer on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. See you later.
Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.